The material shared within this podcast is based on the personal experiences and learnings of the presenter. Coloplast has paid the presenter for sharing this information. Nothing within this podcast is intended to be used as medical advice and or used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Coloplast Professional Bowel and Bladder Matters Podcast, where we explore various important topics related to ostomies and continence. I am your host, Nina Willen. I am a certified wound ostomy continence nurse and clinical consultant with Coloplast. Today's podcast guest is Mike Neeson. Mike is a 56-year-old double ostomate as a result of a stage 4 colon rectal cancer diagnosis in the fall of 2008. Mike has been married to his wife, Patty, for 27 years, and they have two sons, Nicholas, a recent college graduate, and Benjamin, a junior in college. Mike recently retired from Anderson Windows after a 29-year career there. He spends his free time golfing, playing tennis, biking, and traveling. Mike and his wife are actively involved in fundraising for colon cancer research through the MKCCR Foundation. Mike also speaks to groups regarding living with ostomies and volunteers with cancer patients to help them deal with the cancer journey, including the effects of surgery, chemo, and radiation. Today we are visiting about staying active with an ostomy. Mike, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Tell me about activities and exercise you enjoyed prior to your ostomy surgery. I was very active prior to my ostomy surgery. And for me, that was at uh, age 45. And I was very involved in uh, downhill skiing, water skiing, tennis, golf, biking. My wife and I did a lot of these activities. I had uh, teenage sons at that time and friends who were into those same activities. So I was extremely active in sports. Do you still do these same activities? I do all of them. Absolutely. I do all of them. I just enjoy them a little more. Uh, But uh, there's nothing uh, that my ostomies have limited me uh, from doing. There's just a couple things, you know, some of the water activities, things like that. I still do them. Uh, I'm just a little more uh, cognizant about changing the barrier uh, because water will impact the life of the barrier a little bit. It might take a day or two mm-hmm. off, and so you might change them a little bit earlier. Okay. But, uh, yes, absolutely I do all of the same activities uh, that I did uh, before. I love that you said you just enjoy them a bit more now. Yeah, it's true. You know, um, through the whole, uh, you know, my ostomies are a result of stage four colon cancer. And so uh, things that I used to, uh, you know, participate in before that, uh, you know, for people who golf, they know it's probably, you know, pretty challenging and not uh, every shot goes where you want. But I kid people, it's been 11 years now and I haven't hit a bad shot yet. And uh, people will roll their eyes. And what I mean by that is it could go in the bunker, it could go in the pond, it could go out of bounds. But, you know, just to be out with friends and being outside, uh, there are no bad shots. Yeah. Yeah. It's all perspective. Absolutely. Talk about your initial post-op, uh, post-operative period activities and how long did it take you to get back to kind of full-fledged activities like we talked about? For me, it probably took about six months. Uh, Again, I had a double ostomy surgery. Um, I had chemo uh, post-surgery that impacted uh, my ability to get back to uh, some of those things too. 
but with a double ostomy surgery or even a single ostomy surgery, you know, your core or your abdomen is, uh, is obviously impacted. And a lot of sports, you know, whether it was the biking I did, uh, golfing, skiing, tennis, uh, most sports activities are going to involve your core and your abdomen. So when I went back to participate in those, uh, I probably did so at about, like I said, the four or five month mark, but it wasn't probably until six months that I could go at them, I'll say a little more aggressively. Uh, you know, I think the important thing for people, you know, uh, depending on their doctor's instructions, are to get back and do those things. Just do them a little uh, slower, a little easier. But my doctor was a big advocate of movement and motion and starting to uh, to get back into uh, those activities. And I, I think uh, my doctors, again, really were very aware uh, and continued to communicate the need to kind of get back to your normal life. And so they were both large proponents of resuming my activities. Just, uh, you know, they had told me, listen to your body. You'll, you'll kind of know if you're overdoing it on some of these activities. So prior to activities, whether that's golf or skiing or whatnot, how do you get ready and uh, prepare? Anything different now with your ostomies? Um, I don't. I just make sure I have supplies of, available. So the things I do is, as we mentioned, you know, I, I, I bike a fair amount, ski, uh, golf, tennis. Um, all of those things I really kind of have a sports bag with. Uh, it could be a golf bag. It could be a saddle bag on my bike. You know, I have a, a bag for my uh, tennis uh, equipment. And so all those activities really kind of have... Um, some type of uh, bag that, that I'm carrying. So I just make sure I have supplies with me when I do any of those activities. And again, you know, the, uh, even the saddlebag of my bike is small, but again, you know, the pouches or the barriers are pretty small and pliable and lend themselves to, you know, folding. So any of the activities I do, you can be pretty discreet uh, and they don't, you know, the supplies don't take up much space in any of those activities. Have you had any issues with leakage during activity? And if so, how did you deal with that? Um, I, I don't at this point. I did early on. For my urostomy, I really, the way mine is shaped, I really need a, a convex barrier or, or base. And I didn't have one early on. And so I did have some leaking uh, because I really didn't have the right product for my body composition there. Uh, once I did, the leaks were extremely uh, infrequent. Um, you know, sometimes with one of the suppliers I was using, uh, when I was bent over uh, biking for, you know, two, two and a half hours in, in that position, I wouldn't necessarily get a leak, but I would get the, the seal would break. I'd say the adhesive would come away at the top. So again, I didn't have a, a leak per se, but it, uh, you know, it had separated from my body at the top. So when I was done biking, it would have to be replaced. But um, I think uh, if people put on the products uh, and your skin is dry and it's clean, you can continue to participate in most of those activities. And the only other advice I have for people, again, myself being a double ostomate, um, I spend a fair amount of time in the water, swimming, uh, boating, 
things like that. And so the life uh, of the barrier, the, the pouch, will probably be a, a little shorter than your regular change. You know, you just might want to take a, a day or two off of it. And I don't mean if you're in the water for probably 10 minutes, but if you're in the water for prolonged periods of time, uh, swimming for exercise or something like that, or even uh, pleasure, my guess is most manufacturers, you would see uh, a small uh, degradation probably in, you know, that adhesive um, and probably just, you know, it would probably be prudent to, uh, you'll, you'll learn quick enough, but you'd probably take a day, maybe two off your regular mm -hmm. three or four, five day change cycle. Who or where did you get your uh, guidance and information regarding resuming normal activities after surgery? Um, a couple different places. You know, I, I wanted to be aware of my uh, doctor's instructions. Again, being a double ostomate, um, I'm a little more susceptible to, uh, you know, tears uh, in my abdominal wall. And so I, I wanted to make sure I wasn't straining anything. So, you know, I turned to my doctors for advice. And again, as I mentioned previously, the advice I got was, you know, kind of go slow, but get back into it. Um, there was no reason for me to, you know, not participate in these things. Just kind of go slow, listen to my body, uh, and don't uh, overdo it. So I, I think, you know, it's important to consult your medical professional because everybody's surgery or, you know, might, might be a little different. And then, uh, again, back to the point I had made earlier about ostomy groups, you know, I talked to people there who were kind of my age, participated in some of my same activities, and I got input from those individuals on, you know, how they went about it and some of maybe the challenges I had or tips they had for me uh, to do or maybe not to do uh, also. So what has been the best piece of advice you've received about activity and exercise with ostomies? I think to get back and embrace life and do the things that you like um, and not to wait until you're, you know, fully 100 percent recovered because things are are never exactly, you know, the same again. And so, uh, again, I think the best advice I got was, you know, try to resume your normal life whether that be work, whether it be activities, whether it be hobbies or interests. Uh, again, my medical professionals, uh, while they were obviously concerned for my physical uh, well-being, uh, were very concerned too about my mental well-being and just kind of getting life back to how it was prior to surgery. Because I think the quicker you can adapt to your ostomies and get back to your normal activities, um, you know, the normalcy will will be uh, that much quicker. You mentioned you snow ski and you boat and swim. So how do those different extreme temperatures uh, potentially affect your pouching system? Well, uh, I'm fortunate or unfortunate to live in Minnesota. So <laughs> our, our extremes uh, can be very great. You know, we can be up to literally, you know, upper 90s, maybe 100 degrees and, and humid in the summer. And, uh, you know, we'll get those days in the winter where it's 30 below temperature, not even wind chill. So there's not too many places that probably have a 130 degree swing in the course of, you know, five to six months. Um, but, you know, the products are, are very well made nowadays. And again, as you said, I, you know, I, I ski uh, many times, you know, the, the temperature is at zero, maybe even below. 
and I don't have any uh, impact, negative impacts, you know, to the, the products. It's not like they get dry or brittle or anything, you know, from the cold. Again, they're against your body where, you know, your body temperature keeps it pliable. Um, the adhesive is not impacted by the cold at all. Again, I'm sure your, your body temperature has something to do with that. Um, and the only other thing, you know, I would say with the extreme cold, um, you know, if you're outside and uh, whether it would be skating, snowmobiling, skiing, anything, if you have the products um, in a bag or in a pocket or a coat or something like that and you need to change them, uh, you know, you want to make sure they warm up. So when you go inside to, uh, to change them, you know, even just the warmth from your hand will really accelerate uh, the warmth and make sure that the adhesive sticks a little better. Um, so the cold, I, I haven't had any issues uh, with the cold. And as far as extreme heat, um, again, I, you know, I'll golf and uh, play tennis when it's in the 90s and, and bike. And again, um, I haven't had any issues during the extreme uh, high end of the temperature range with products losing their adhesion, um, being compromised in, uh, in any way. And uh, again, in the event I have to change any of them, um, none of the adhesive is now, I wanna say for lack of a better term, melted or you know, uh, overly uh, sticky. I, I, I haven't seen that uh, with any of the products I've used. What are a couple of questions that you get frequently from others? related to exercise and activity with ostomies? Um, what well, we just talked about, kind of the, the cold or the heat. Um, also, uh, you know, a lot of questions around the adhesion, you know, of when people participate, you know, a lot of sports, right, you perspire. And so what will that perspiration do, you know, to that adhesive? And, and people are, you know, uh, rightly so, they're concerned, will I have, whether it's with a colostomy, ileostomy, urostomy, you know, will I have a leak? Will the bag, with all that perspiration, you know, will that barrier pull away, you know, from my skin? Um, another question I get very, very frequently is around, you know, water activities. You know, if you're in a swimming pool at a resort, if you're in your neighbor's pool, you know, early on, ostomates are very concerned with, you know, uh, am I gonna contaminate my neighbor's pool? Um, we've probably all been to a hotel pool or resort where some youngster didn't have a swim diaper or something and everybody is out of the pool and nobody wants to be the person that was the cause of that. Um, so I get very frequent questions about, you know, um, for lack of a better term, water contamination. Mm -hmm. and, and that happened to me early on not the contamination, but our neighbors had invited my uh, two teenage children over uh, to their pool at that time. And they asked me if I wanted to come in or would it be okay? And they're very nice people, but they weren't really asking if I would be okay. I could tell they were asking, will our pool be okay? And uh, I assured them it would be just fine. But I, I think that's one of the most common questions I get uh, is either about the loss of adhesion due to perspiration or if I'm in a pool or my neighbor's pool or hot tub or whatever the case is uh, and I have urine in the bag, if I had some 
you know, stool in the bag? Is that going to, you know, seep through and, and contaminate the water? And absolutely, it won't. So in closing, what advice, which I think you've already given wonderful advice, um, what advice would you give a person with a new ostomy who's hesitant about having an active lifestyle or a healthcare professional who may be listening, how they can encourage someone regarding activity and exercise? Well, I, I think, you know, the advice I got was, was prudent and it uh, worked for me. You know, get back, do the things you like, um, go slow, you know, listen to your body. You know, you know better than anybody if you're kind of overdoing it. Um, and then again, just have supplies uh, handy. Um, you know, there's nothing like preparation. Um, like I said, any of the sports bags I have, uh, you know, I have product in there. I have product in cars, um, you know, that, that we own. Um, you know, I think it gives you a sense of relief as long as you know in the event that, that you need something, it's, it's there. Again, the products are small. They fold up easy. There's no reason not to have uh, some of them in your athletic bags or locker or whatever the, the case is. But uh, I guess I can't stress enough um, to get back, you know, uh, to your normal life just because you have one or maybe even two ostomies. That doesn't limit you from doing anything. Uh, as I said, for me, I do everything uh, I did before, um, and I do it, uh, you know, to the same degree of success. Uh, as I said, maybe my enjoyment's just a, a little higher, and uh, some of the uh, frustration sometimes that come can come with sports of not being at your best um, don't seem very important. So well said, Mike. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Bowel and Bladder Matters podcast, part of Coloplast Professional, where we believe clinician education related to ostomies and continence matters. For more educational resources from Coloplast, visit us at coloplast.us slash professional.